107. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find myself in this podcast at uibuzz.com. Going to talk about a few different things that I've noticed over this week. Uh, first of all, the one that interested me, I think, given my recent sort of diving into AI tools for various streamlining of my workflows and everything else, is that it looks like OpenAI is starting to change their tune a little bit with regards to how essentially smaller folks, teams, what apps, whatever you want to call it, are being allowed to use OpenAI's, you know, chat GPT services and everything else, because basically they're clamping down by the looks of it on essentially apps that are just a wrapper around chat GPT. And I don't know how I feel about this. On the one hand, I can understand their perspective. But on the other hand, I look at it and think, surely they must have realized that, you know, this is the way this was going to go, right? We were going to get hundreds and hundreds of, of apps that just wrap around chat GPT. I mean, isn't that always the way it goes when something new comes along, right? Um, but you know, putting aside maybe the little bit of their naivety on this, I do understand where they're coming from, right? They, they, there's no reason you couldn't use their tools directly. And just having a wrapper app that hits their APIs and everything else, yeah, it's a burden on their systems. But it's not a free burden, right, to these developers. I mean, I use some, some AI tools, and essentially there are limits in place, and you pay, you know, app developers to use those APIs on, on their behalf, as it as it were. Um, and therefore, it's not really free to these developers. So, you know, I kind of feel like OpenA, you know, um, OpenAI is, is getting some money for it. But, you know, I mean, over time, isn't this always the way things go? You get that honeymoon period where new services and everything else are, hey, do with it what you want. And then they clamp down and then they work out the the business model, right? Um, we've seen this so many times, you know, Twitter and all the others and, uh, and anything that basically provides an API. Now, again, I'm not passing judgment either way on this, but it is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. What I think would be best and, and maybe my suggestion to app developers who may encounter these problems is do what some of the apps that I use do. It gives me the option. I can use, you know, chat GPT through whatever service, um, you know, the, the app is using. For example, set app, right? Um, or it gives me the options to use my own API where I have paid to use chat GPT, right? And then that removes the burden from the developer altogether. And, and it's essentially coming off of my credits. And I think that is perhaps the best way to go. And I think in the long run, that may actually provide the best tools because it enables the app developers to go work the tools and make them better without having to sort of say to the user, look, you know, I, I got to hit these APIs. You got to pay for something, right? Essentially, um, I could buy an app or, you know, a free app and then use my credits, like I say, to, to actually use the service. And that, I think, makes life easier in many ways for the developers. Of course, that requires some education of users. 
but hopefully we're talking about you know users who are using these apps who kind of get the idea of how these things go especially developer apps right developers know what it's like um so anyway that's some thoughts on that that that's one of my topics for this week i'd love to hear what you think about it right reach out to me at uibuzz on twitter or uibuzz.com the next topic I want to talk about is I have been working this week again in Sprite Kit. I'm, I'm working on the Christmas event for my Endless Hurdles game. Uh, if you want to play the game for free, it is free, uh, including the events. Go to peterwidham.com forward slash eh, and it'll take you over to the App Store on uh, iOS, right? Um, but I'm working on that, and it's funny because as I as I got back into it, and I, I've not been using Sprite Kit for a little while, working on other things. I found that my forward planning, you know, paid off exactly how I expected it to. I built the first event, the Halloween one, which is still ongoing at this time, um, and allowed for how do I expand this in the future and build off of this base model. Well, it turned out it worked just beautifully. So yay me for actually guessing the future correctly for once. And, and so I'm working on that. But it also reminds me how much of a pain in the butt it is to sometimes to work with uh, Sprite Kit. You know, okay, so the things I'm doing now are building on top of those. But it it always reminds me of the pain I have anytime I try to do something new with Sprite Kit and the pain that I went through to get where I'm at. And, you know, that instantly has me thinking about the other game engines where I've been building it out and will continue to build it out if no other reason than a learning experience for me. And, you know, it's funny because I get a lot of folks on the live streams and that now asking me, well, is this, you know, which one you're going with? Or is this the Godot version or the, the Unreal version, the Unity version, the, you know, Sprite Kit one? And, you know, as I always tell them, it's like, well, it's the Sprite Kit one for now because that was my plan through the end of the year, regardless of anything else, is to build out the Sprite Kit one with the events, get to the end of the year and reflect. And I'm still reflecting. So I've, I've not, you know, reached a commitment for the future yet. Um, and I don't have to. That's the beauty of this. I, I get to, to do this at my pace and really evaluate it. I kind of feel like I know which way I'm going to go, but I'm still open to options and, and convincing myself of something either way. But I've been working on that this week. And that is, um, you know, it's coming along very nicely. Essentially, I've built in the event. But what I've done is my I had a two-part plan. Part one was building the event with all the existing features and gameplay and everything else. Part two was to add some new mechanics to the game that I want to get in there, and I wanted to get them in the Christmas event. So the way this works is, is like this, right? If I run out of time and don't get the new mechanics in place the way I want them to be, it's fine. I've got a version I can ship. If I get the mechanics in place fantastic i can ship that with new new things for people to enjoy and experience and and go with that version and you know to anyone out there anytime you're working to a date on something especially if it's like a christmas event only happens once a year right um to go that route plan to get something shippable as quickly as possible not cutting corners but as quickly as possible and then go for the version that you really wanted to build and get out there. So that if the worst case happens, anything happens, you get busy, you get really sick, 
you get busy with work or, you know, whatever it may be, you've still got a version that you can ship and you haven't dug yourself into a hole with a bunch of broken features or things like that or some back-end stuff that you haven't finished. And and now you're up against the crunch to get it done. So, you know, think about that. That's that's my plan every time. And, and, and that's my recommendation because it gives me that safety margin that I need. The other thing that I've been working on, and, and this probably deserves a whole full episode on this, is adventures in web development. Um, as I think I've mentioned previously, I am looking to move away from WordPress eventually. And I'm getting there. You know, I'm, I'm basically, I've built out my new site with Astro. Um, you know, if you haven't seen that, you should check it out, definitely. But the problem is not so much the building. That's always the easy part. Let's be honest. As web devs, we can we can knock these things up in, in no time, right? The difficult part is transitioning the content. And I got a couple of episodes out there on this. I'll, I'll put some links in the show notes. Basically, the hard part is converting 640-odd blog posts to the new system. And the first thing I did, as I mentioned in one of my episodes, is I went through and said, okay, look, what doesn't need to be moved to the new site? What's not relevant anymore? And it turns out, I think it was like, yeah, I know there's at least 118 blog posts I've killed off, things that just don't matter anymore and, and no one's going to care about and they're not relevant. And so, you know, streamlining that that content before I do the the mass sort of transition of the content to the new system and uh, like I say I've got some episodes out there if you're facing this situation I strongly recommend you listen to those episodes I'll put links in the show notes because there's no point in converting content that is not doing what you want it to do or is no longer relevant or whatever right you're wasting time by you know converting it and then ditching it so going through and working all that first is number one but the other thing that's interesting is I'm not just walking away from the WordPress one. It still lives in the meantime. I don't know when the new one's going to be ready. Um, there's nothing that says, you know, it has to be tomorrow. So I'm actually working the content in that one as well. Uh, I use some plugins in WordPress for, for SEO purposes. And I have spent a lot of time this week uh, basically following through on some SEO best practices like uh, cross-linking content, so it's not orphaned content, um, things like that, improving the way the content is so that it works better for SEO and, and things like that. And I'm already seeing a payoff from that. Now, it's very long. It's very boring to do. Let's be honest, right? You know, like I say, when I look at like, you know, it tells me there's like, I think it's like 407 orphaned posts it's like, geez, that's going to take me a long time to to link all this, cross-link all this stuff and do it in a meaningful way and and everything else. But I know that it's worth doing. And I, I know that I should have done it a long time ago. And, and, you know, I do it with all the new content, but this is all old, old content. And it's painful. There's no question it's painful. But I also know it's worth doing because I'm already seeing the results. And yes, I know eventually I'm going to move away from from WordPress, and but I'm still going to be using that content that I'm fixing up in the new one. So it's not wasted effort. It's effort that will be migrated eventually. So again, this is something worth thinking about. Um, love to talk to you, you know, with folks about that, if they want to come on the show and, and talk about these things and discuss them, because 
it's a whole other level of management when you're looking at content and things like that. So that's what I got this week. Uh, just a couple of updates, couple of discussion topics there for you. Um, would love to talk about any and all of this stuff with anybody. If you want to come on the podcast and talk about any kind of development, um, I would love that. Love talking about this stuff with folks. So, you know, just go to peterweedham.com forward slash contact. You'll find a form there. Um, you know, reach out to me. Say, hey, I'd love to come on to the, the UI Buzz podcast and talk about X. I would dearly love to do that. I have... I think about four or five off the top of my head, four or five interviews that I'm doing at the moment, um, setting up, getting prepared. Um, some of those will appear on the Compile Swift podcast. Some of them will appear on this one um, because I think it's, you know, it, it depends what the topic is for the right audience. And with that, that's pretty much what I got here. If you would, you know, be so kind as to help support this content, uh, you can buy me a coffee, peterwidham.com forward slash BMC. Uh, there's a link in the show notes here as well. Um, you don't have to, but I would greatly appreciate it. And to all of you that have done that, thank you so much. It really makes all the difference. Uh, coffee is definitely something that keeps keeps me going to keep these podcasts going. So thank you for that. With that, have a great one, everybody. I will speak to you in the next one.